Anna Jansen is a 22-year-old artist born in Massachusetts and raised in Brazil. She's currently living in Dallas, Texas. Anna has been involved with music since she was five years old when a friend of the family gave her an acoustic guitar as a gift. Over time, her passion grew and she dove into different instruments like electric guitar and drums and also singing. In 2020, she decided it was time for her to go back to actually making music and started vocal coaching sessions again, deciding to join Berklee College of Music and continue working on her craft. From Anna, you can expect a fresh sound, mixing alternative pop with Brazilian music, and a lot of good and chill vibes. Since November 18th of 2022, she's been releasing one song a week on all streaming platforms. Um, so we are conducting an interview with her to chat about her experiences and processes. <laughs> my parents are from Sao Paulo I grew up going every year okay um, yeah where in Brazil are you from again Belo Horizonte you know love to find like more Brazilian Brazilian Americans in music yeah yeah that's actually one of the reasons that I decided to really start making music bringing the Brazilian references because I don't feel like there's a lot of that who or what has in most influenced your music and artistic style I feel like it really started with that Brazilian band Lagoon. When I started making music, I wanted to make music that sounded a little bit like that. Um, I watched the documentary of um, Shawn Mendes. I'm just, I'm a huge fan and I watched that and I just thought like it was so inspiring. I was like, bro, yes, I mean, I feel like, you know, I see myself doing this. Specifically, like how's your Brazilian background influenced your music? like for, yeah. what are kind of like the sounds you're pulling from so my most recent song that i would say with the most like brazilian influence is caipirinha um caipirinha is a brazilian drink so i kind of like i just wanted to create something um very brazilian and actually the most influences for that song didn't even come like from a brazilian artist necessarily um there's this song from an artist an american artist um called Thames, the song's called, called Found, and also Billy Bossanova. So th those was kind of like, were influences, just like MPB in general, you know, there's this band as well called Charlie Brown Jr. from Brazil that is just great. That's kind of like rock, it's, it's awesome. Uh, new MPB stuff as well. So just like different bands and different styles, you know, even like Brazilian funk, different things from um, the Brazilian culture and Brazilian sounds. It doesn't necessarily connect to one artist specifically. You know what I mean? It's just like, I try to get the ideas and just like what sounds like Brazil to me and, you know, bring that into my, my music. Is there anything like that you've been listening to recently, especially from like emerging artists that you want to highlight as something that you've been enjoying there's one artist that i feel like it's really emerging right now that it's uh that is lizzie mcalpine mm -hmm. i've just been like i've been obsessed with her for like the past six months probably i've been really into brazilian funk recently i've been trying to explore a little bit more so like artists that for some reason i've never listened to before i'm just trying to like get into it right now like frank ocean uh childish gambino Phoebe Bridgers, you know, some artists like that. So, well, so how long, like, have you been making music, like writing and performing? I like to recap. So like, I started playing the guitar when I was like five, actually. And I started getting into electric guitar when I was like nine and then drums when I was like 10. When I was like 11, um, it was my dad's 50th uh, birthday. And I played a song for him on the guitar and I sang, but I was, I was 11, like I was a kid, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't really care if I, if I sounded that good. And my cousin told me, like, with these exact wor words, like, you kind of sound okay. And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess I can sing, you know what I mean? After that, like, I guess a couple of years later, I got into, like, vocal um, lessons, and I started a YouTube channel. I wrote, like, my first songs. 
after my first breakup um that smashed my fucking heart <laughs> so that's how i got started at that but it was really like i was just playing around honestly and i actually had to quit like the youtube channel back then because of school and then i got depressed and it was a whole thing um so i stopped with music for a while and then i got back at it i really wanted to start getting back at it um around 2020 like during the pandemic and then i watched that documentary the sean mendes documentary and I just decided to get back to it. So I got back to uh, the vocal lessons. I decided to sign up for Berkeley. I got in playing the guitar more um, often and taking songwriting more seriously. I took one class of songwriting and then the professor actually became my mentor. I just started looking at everything like more professionally and then I started releasing the songs and I haven't gotten really like into performing like my actual shows, you know, more focused on like creating my audience before getting out there. That makes sense. There's kind of nothing worse as an artist than like trying to do a show and not having very many people show up for it. Yeah, and I guess like in the era, the era that we are in right now, like the money that I would actually have to put into, you know, live performing right now and paying the band and the time that I would invest in it, I just feel like it makes more sense for me to just be on TikTok, you know what I mean? And be just, you yeah. know, create a name for myself. Part of the joy of like live performance is that connection with the fans. And I think that social media and especially TikTok have really opened that connection that you get from a live show up yeah. to a wider audience than just who can attend the live show. Especially in this day and age, like when we see how many artists have been coming out lately about how destructive touring is for their health, both physical and mental, it, it makes a lot of sense to focus on things that are not as taxing yeah i feel like it's a different type of connection as well like when you're live performing you're connecting to that audience on a different way that you are when you're creating content and it's um not saying that one is better or anything like that but it's like when you're live performing you're connect letting them connect to you in like a experience form really connect to your music and how you really uh, perform really, you know, your songs and how you put your heart, um, out into those songs and things like that mm -hmm. versus like watching you on social media is more like, I feel like it's more people that's really into you. And that's really, they're just like fans of you at that point, not necessarily of your music. Like you could just start, you know, recording videos, telling people how you're feeling and like random people would just like be interested in that. Being on TikTok is a way of like getting people to be fans of you for you and plus they can also listen to your music and push that and one thing can kind of like feed the other and i think we as like fans and music listeners expect a lot of access from artists and yeah it's not just about the music they often want to connect with yeah you as a person yeah exactly and it's something that i struggle with because like i feel that i'm pretty like authentic but when it comes to recording videos mm -hmm. i'm always like kind of like overthinking or trying to do something that other people are doing because it's working for them Mm -hmm. But I just decided to, you know, honestly, like, fuck it. I'm just going to basically do vlogs. Yeah, just like being myself, record vlogs. You know, this is my life as a songwriter, as an artist. Your songs and the music itself, how do you feel that's kind of changed over, you know, that whole period you're talking about from like high school when you first started writing and then to like now when you picked it back up? Funny enough, the my, my videos that were the most like viewed, they were... Um, acoustic versions of songs that people just didn't really create versions for it, you know what I mean? So it was like rap, Brazilian funk, Brazilian country, actually. So yeah, those are were the videos that I posted in that 
got the most hits and that was kind of like what I was listening in terms of like making music I feel like I've always just been really into pop pop acoustic like kind of like folk um bedroom pop of some sorts I guess I, I always kind of like mix you know genres since always but I feel like getting into music and studying music I just got a little bit more adventurous and I started like listening to smaller artists but just like sp exploring artists like that you know artists that people don't really know um being open to you know like listening to Frank Ocean um R&B something that I didn't really listen back then that I'm getting into right now do you have a favorite song you've written I'm very proud of Caipirinha um for the way that I brought in the Brazilian ele Brazilian elements into the song but in terms of like sound um, if it was like blurred Polaroid pictures, if that was a different, another artist's song, that would, you know, that would probably like most likely be in my playlist. Like it's a song that I would re really enjoy listening to it. Yeah. The thing with my songs is like, it's really growth. If you listen to my first songs, like it just sounds, some of them just don't sound good at all. <laughs> so everything is like, it's a process, you know, and in every song, I feel like I I'm able to work on things better and better. Do you want to talk a bit about like what inspired you to start doing this release cadence? When I was having like those mentoring uh, lessons with my songwriting professor, he was really like, I, for some reason in my mind, it, it just made so much sense for me to like keep writing songs and then find the perfect song and then get all my savings and put all my money into that one song and just like pray that it works. I think he was, he was exaggerating honestly but he was like you shouldn't be doing this at this point you should be putting out like one song a week he meant you know you should just like be putting out music constantly and not like not worrying about numbers and not like looking to spend that much money right now you just you just need to get better but when he said like you should be you know releasing one song weekly i was like yeah sure i'm gonna do that bet you know what i mean and then i was having a meeting with a photographer from dallas actually that i was gonna do a photo shoot um and she was like, yeah, actually, that's a great idea. I mean, if you did for like 26 weeks, you would have 26 songs out. And that's more than most independent artists. I was like, that's true. Okay, I'm going to do for 26 weeks. No, you know what? I'm going to do for 30 weeks. You know what I mean? And so oh. that's kind of like how the project was born. And when I'm writing a song, um, sometimes I'm just like, I just allow it to be bad. And I like, I'm, I just make myself aware of why I think that song was bad and what I could have done better. So the next time when I come to write a song, I usually have that in mind, you know, so like, okay, so I, I made that mistake on my previous song. Um, maybe this time, you know, I should pay more attention to it. I'm learning to like see the things that I did good, you know, and that I liked as well, because that's, you know, super important. What do you think have the, been the results so far of that? The main idea of it was really like for personal improvement and just like getting better as an artist. And also just keeping in mind that like the only way that I'm sure that nothing's ever going to happen to my songs and no songs will go viral or anything like that if is, you know, if I don't put them out. I was very concerned with like not getting numbers and things like that. But as time goes by, like I find different ways and different avenues and I find out more stuff about like the music industry that I could try and different strategies, you know, so it's just been like a time for learning for me and putting songs out. When somebody goes into my profile, I already have like 30 other songs for them to listen. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say, oh yeah, there's this expression in Portuguese um, that actually it rhymes in Portuguese and English. It sounds weird, but it's uh, done. It's better than perfect. Mm -hmm. um, 
Feito melhor que perfeito. I think that done rather than perfect is like something that like a lot of people, especially like creative people, tend to struggle with. And I feel like I just don't struggle with that because I need to get the songs done and just kind of like send that to the producer and that's pretty much it. I just kind of like, I just, you know, sometimes like I listen to some of my songs and I'm like, bro, I could have definitely like sang that differently. I could have definitely like used a different word. I could have definitely um, done this song a little bit different, but I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? In the future I can like re-release it or yeah. I mean, just, just go with it. And the good thing is I, I usually, so how it goes with the producer is I send a, a like a reference track to them. He creates the beat. So when he uh, sends the beat back to me, I usually like, I, I get a chance to like listen to the song again that I wrote, you know, the lyrics and everything. And if I see something that I feel like it's okay, this needs to be changed. Like it sounds bad. Then I change it, you know, like, otherwise I just roll with it. Have you been able to pitch farther out than a week before each song? Cause I know normally Spotify doesn't let you pitch the next release until the previous one is out. So I was just yeah. curious about that, how that's worked for you. Yeah, it's been a mess, honestly, especially because for some reason, like all the songs got kind of like late. So yeah. sometimes it gets to Spotify after the seven days. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of like I just pitch it whenever it's there, yeah. which means that I don't really get any placements <laughs> because it's like too little time. One thing that they've been doing, actually, that I've been noticing, they've been getting like some of my older songs and putting in like the not the release radar, but the Discover Weekly. I imagine like that constant activity has just been helping you get, you know, a few more monthly followers. So if someone's been listening to you, then I'd be like, okay, let's pull then Anna's music and it's like older music into their Discover Weekly. So once you complete the project, what's the next plan? Keep putting music out is still like very important for me, um, but I want to do it uh, monthly. What I've been thinking of doing is do like another kind of like six months project. Um, I'm thinking of getting like five of my songs, kind of like divide them in groups and create EPs. Cause just like I'm, I'm trying to, you know, go different routes and see, you know, what I can get in different playlists, you know, within Spotify and just kind of like play around with it. Yeah, kind of like just get, cause I feel like different songs that I've written are on, um, they have similar stories. I have some songs that I released that I don't really like and that I'm kind of like embarrassed. So I'm even like probably <laughs> going to create like an EP, like songs I wish I haven't released. You know what I mean? Like something like that. <laughs> that would be really, me. really funny. Because, um, yeah, you got to imagine that like for most artists, there are songs that they look back on and go, that wasn't my favorite. I mean, but as we've seen with the Internet, the more you try to erase something, the more that people are going to share it because the internet's yeah. spiteful like that so the idea of kind of turning that on its head and being like these are the ones that i would yeah that i hate you know head. feel free to laugh at me whatever <laughs> do what you may you know what i mean this concept of like really embracing it and creating an ep around like these are the songs i'm i'm not a fan of anymore you won't hear them in a show i think that's like a really fun and exciting idea that like I don't really see artists do. I swear to God, like every person in the industry that I talk with, they're like, be art be authentic, you know, like be be who you yeah. are, do whatever yeah. you want to do and that's it. So like, okay, fine, you know, I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do and that's it. Like I don't know. I'm just trying to like get a little bit more loose with the idea of what I'm doing creatively and just actually allowing myself to be creative, you know, because I feel like mm -hmm. although we are in a creative industry, I feel like people um, limits their creativity to the actual music and not, you know, like 
lots of strategies and different things. I think a lot yeah. of artists can get so hung up on like, oh, well, the numbers are the best on this song. And so even though it's not the song that I like the most or that feels the most authentic to me, I'm going to keep trying to make stuff like this song or promoting this song. At least for me, the lyrics and the authenticity of the music is so strongly like what matters to me and what I connect yeah. with that like if you lose that authenticity you're gonna lose a lot of people who aren't gonna be interested in listening to something that doesn't mean anything no I definitely agree I feel like a lot of people kind of like lose themselves in the industry because of that as well yeah I feel like promoting a song it's fine but like when you start to get really hung up on making music because you know of numbers of what sells the most and things like that actually when I first started releasing uh, not releasing, but writing music, I was really like watching videos, what songs are the most relatable. And of course, like the number one songs everywhere is just like breakup songs. <laughs> and I was in a relationship for I don't know how many years back then. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to write about this? You know what I mean? What comes next? That was the first song that I released that I wrote, actually, that I actually had something to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> so from that day on um, and from that song on, I just kind of like learned how to get my experiences and even like if I want to write about a, now I can write about a breakup song but <laughs> um, <laughs> even if I wanted to write about a song about like getting married I can kind of like create a perspective and a story like I can write about my parents marriage I can write about um, my friend's parents marriage and just kind of like with my own perspective you know I feel like when when you kind of like you get into it you're able to do these things creatively but if you don't want to do it also like don't because yeah. that's how you like fuck up your mental health and you kind of like start hating making music and performing because you're doing things that you really don't want to and that really aren't you. You mentioned a producer that you work with a lot. Do you have anyone else you like collaborate a lot with or even that producer? Like, how'd you come about working with him? You know, from the beginning, um, I always told him that I kind of like I wanted to do American music, but with Brazilian influences. Mm -hmm. And he's actually, he's an engineer as well. He graduated here in the US. So he really knew, he really just like got what I, you know, what I, what I was trying to say, like from, from day one, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, with what comes next, I think he did a, a really good job kind of like making it sound a little bit like Lagoon, but also pop. And then on the, on the, and towards the end of the song, we have kind of like a, a bridge outro kind of thing that it's just have this really brazilian feel one thing that i really want to do like moving forward as soon as i kind of like have a budget also is just work with brazilians here in the us so brazilian producers other brazilian songwriters brazilian um creative directors so just like people that understand the culture and the country kind of to help me um envision you know everything that i want to do but i definitely you know i want to build my team currently uh, but in the future with you know more Brazilians for sure thank you so much for sharing with us it was all really interesting thank you so much for like having me in this almost a podcast interview kind of thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right thank you so much guys yeah. have a great week yeah. bye. Bye. bye bye